the next generation of radio. It's the MyMac.com podcast. Podcasting from the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. It's Thursday. April, April 21st, 2005. I'm Chad Perry. <laughs> I'm Tim Robertson, and we are, once again, as we were back in, was it January or February? Yeah, back in January, we're back at the palatial home of Tad Sheeler. Hi, Tad. Howdy. And uh, we want to thank Tad for welcoming us back into his lovely home for another fun podcast. The last time we were over here, we listened to your daughter playing the piano in GarageBand. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll, I'll put a link for anybody who hasn't heard that before. So they can go back and listen to that uh, beautiful rendition of, what was it that she was playing? Matchmaker, Matchmaker. Matchmaker, Matchmaker. <laughs> what a song for a 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded great. Um, I, in fact, I actually listened to that podcast for the first time just a couple weeks ago since we recorded. I listened to it the next day, obviously, because... Um, it, it was me, and I wanted to hear what me sounded like. And at that, <laughs> and that point, we were thrilled because it was our best podcast ever. And, and, and honestly, going back, like I said, I listened to it again. As you know, I drive down to Indiana mm-hmm. every couple weeks. And uh, I went back, and I listened to that going down to Indiana. And I will, honestly, the audio quality notwithstanding, I still think that that was probably our best podcast. Mm. It just really came together, and I think the three of us... Yep. Uh, listening to it was just—it was like sitting in a room listening to a couple Mac people, just kind of shooting the breeze. And I, I liked the one of the comments that uh, somebody—it was an anonymous made, but I liked the the little girl playing the piano. <laughs> oh, was it the, somebody put it in the in the show notes or, or a discussion article discussion? Just a, yeah, yeah. Um, unlike last time, we do have the better mics this time, so hopefully it'll sound even better. Um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, it does sound quite a bit different than what I'm really used to, uh, this is the first time, other than being at my house or Chad's house, that we've uh, taken our entire mobile recording studio and set it up somewhere else. In this room, the acoustics is kind of bouncy. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually monitoring it as we're recording, which is kind of strange. There's no feedback and it's real time, but I can hear this openness to this room that I'm not used to. So it's going to sound a little bit different. Um, Think we ought to talk about the the fun I've been having, or you want to save that for a little bit later? Oh God! We can go into some news. Yeah. The big, the big news right now is uh, Adobe is purchasing the Macromedia company, which uh, for Tad um, coming from. Let's give a little bit of background. We really didn't do that last time. Mm-hmm. Can you explain a little bit of what you do? I know you don't probably want to go into details of the company and, and your clients or anything like that, but. What yeah, do you do? I'm a graphic designer slash packaging artist for a couple major companies in the Battle Creek area. Yeah, think Serial City. And that's actually <laughs> that tell you something. Yeah, that's how I met Tad. He was uh, already employed at that company when I started, and I was brought in as the information technology manager, and that's how we met. And. Uh, We'll go into some other time how Chad and I met. <laughs> there, there's a couple stories in that. that. That's a much longer podcast that has nothing to do with Max, that's the, for sure. That's for sure. Um, so, as a designer, you're very familiar probably with the Adobe products, yep. such as I Illustrator. 
Photoshop and Illustrator primarily are my two biggest tools now, when, all day long. That's when I was there, I dealt with a lot of other companies that were sending in graphic files that I had to manipulate, and I know that's some of what you do as well. Um, do you get much freehand files? Not what, what I do now. I used to work in an advertising agency where we would deal with freehand a lot more. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I haven't launched freehand in years. Yeah. When I was there, I, there was some work that came in. Um, I wasn't into graphic design, but I did a lot of uh, that type of work as far as the production end goes, it, converting files from one format to another. Uh, when, it, when another company would request files, I would have to go back to the archives or request them from a different agency, convert them to their standard, and send them on. So I used to deal with freehand quite a bit. And with Adobe purchasing Macromedia, that's going to be one less player, at least when it comes to that type of, of graphics. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in that because I think competition's a good thing. I agree. And I, you know, what's what's out there to push Illustrator to be more? Well, you know, it's already more more than ninety percent of users ever use. There's oh, more absolutely. Stuff in there than you could ever use, especially Photoshop. But but. Uh, Still, in all, it's it's has no competition. It's a monopoly in that that market. And and I can say that it, it's probably what every eighteen months Adobe comes out with a new version of their entire graphic suite. And I gotta say, probably from version nine of both Photoshop and Illustrator, it really hasn't progressed to the point where no wow features have come out. I mean, the big thing is it now has a graphic browser. Ooh, yippee. You know, is that worth another $699 to upgrade your program? Probably not. Not not to your typical user. I use the browser occasionally. A couple times a week to get a directory of, of right. thumbnails yeah. off of certain picture files. And it's nice because it Labels them, puts you know, can give you information as far as resolution. Oh, I've used it myself. It's it's neat, but it's not six hundred ninety nine dollars. I think for your typical Mac user, they're going to be using um, iPhoto for any functionality for as far as sorting pictures and images and mm -hmm. libraries and. Uh, but I agree that it's it's probably bad for computer users in general that we're going to have a little bit less competition. Um, but you know, Macromedia is bringing a lot more to the table than just freehand. Yeah, what else do they have? That's well, you know, if you're doing anything with like CD-ROM and, and stuff like that, that was really the, like Director yeah. was the program that you would use to create those yeah. menus and the interactivity and, and that sort of thing. But Flash is all Macromedia, and that's huge on the oh, web yeah. now. Mm -hmm. So Adobe, go live notwithstanding, which is their HTML site builder program and I actually use that. They purchased that from another company three, four years ago and I actually used the old version and what Adobe did with it, they basically gave it an Adobe uh, user interface makeover but the functionality of the program really hasn't changed all that much even from version 2 before Adobe owned it. And a lot of uh, big sites are using uh, MX Studio from Macromedia. So what this really does for Adobe more than anything else, it moves them away from just traditional print and publishing 
into the online world, and that's really the crown jewel that Adobe was probably going for. Yeah. And you yeah, know, coupled with PDF, you know, just the Adobe having the PDF. Right. Yeah. That that's going to be the future. Absolutely. Well, it's not just I mean, the it's future. Taking it's taking over PostScript. I mean. Yes. Yeah. The big print houses are all going to be moving to an Adobe PDF workflow. The files are smaller. You can get the separation that you need. We're doing it every day already. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's that's just the way of the future. So you know, from Adobe standpoint, it it looks like a match made in heaven. You're going to own the print world, and you're going to own the online world as far as content creation, mm -hmm. and not necessarily delivery mechanisms, but those are the two big things that people are going to have to pay for to get their content either printed, created, or online. Mm -hmm. um, in the long run, though, I really do think that this is probably bad news for the computer industry. I mean, most of the time when you have these big mergers, um, the net worth of both companies was usually greater before the merger than like a year afterwards. You know, so as a stock Time Warner, yeah, yeah. prime example, AOL Time Warner. I mean, um, you don't get any more prophetic than that. I guess it's. It's, it's going to be a, a sad day when you're going to have a little less choice in the computer world. And quite honestly, I don't think Adobe has shown me anything in the last half decade as far as innovation is concerned. They've pretty much just kept building up on what they already had. PDF, they've, they've, they've made PDF better. They've made Photoshop better. They've made Illustrator better. But have they made it significantly better? Probably yes when it comes to PDF probably know when it comes to Photoshop and Illustrator. I mean, there's very little that you cannot do five years ago that you can do today in any one of those programs. So... By that, I mean, they're certainly better, but I mean, major monumental leaps of... Just hasn't happened. Yeah. And, and Not macro, in five years. But it, Macromedia, on the other hand, in the last five years, has made those jumps with Flash, and they've really pioneered new ways of content creation that Adobe has not done. So uh, I don't know how good those two cultures are going to mesh and I don't know how much... I can't imagine Adobe's going to buy it to get the crown jewels which is Flash and all that and and let it wither on the vine. That's, yeah. that's not going to happen. Hopefully they'll just own it and let it continue to be what it was. Yeah. But you know what this does probably more than anything else? It raises the stakes of smaller companies trying to break in. Mm -hmm. It's going to be much harder for a small startup company to come in and compete with such a, a powerhouse. You know what I mean? Um, when there's competing standards and content creation, that's, that's always going to be the benefit of the end user. And with Adobe kind of consolidating all that, kind of scary. My, to me, it's almost like Adobe is kind of becoming the Microsoft now. I mean, they're they're really starting to step up and rival them. I believe that that's <clears throat> their goal. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> and, and honestly, as a business, who wouldn't want to be the next Microsoft? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that was kind of reminding of me of our conversation on the way over here today. Which one? The China. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear a good one? I just made this up. We were talking about how China doesn't innovate anything. They just basically rip everybody off. So China is the Microsoft, Microsoft of, of nations. nations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Um, well, let's uh, do a quick commercial and then we're going to listen to Not Mac News with Chris Siebold 
I am Tim Robertson. We'll be right back. Most websites are only there for you to buy something. Buy, buy, buy. At smalldog.com, well, they're happy if you buy something, but that's just half the story. Take a walk around smalldog.com and you'll find the inside scoop on Mac products and lots of helpful how-tos for beginners and experts alike. Digital photography and graphic design, music and sound, small business and more. From iTunes to inkjets, Apple to Ziff. Smalldog.com, so you can love your Mac more. High technology at low prices. Smalldog.com. Killerinnovations.com. What's in? What's out? What's it all about? A source of ideas equipping you to create the next killer innovation. Listen to Phil McKinney on the KillerInnovations.com podcast and end your creative vacuum. And now, Not Mac News with Chris Siebel. The rumor mill is fed to bursting with reports of PowerMax getting speed bumped and receiving dual-core chips. Not Mac News can confirm that speed bump towers are on the way. We scoop the competition by revealing the new towers will feature Tri instead of dual-core chips. The new PowerMax will be known as G5 Tricorders and will cause countless pro-level users to be beaten up for their lunch money. The Mac Mini is joining the upgrade party. Not Mac News has inside information that says the Mini will now ship in the familiar blue Dalmatian and flower power schemes. Due to the changes, the Mini's sales estimates have been changed from thousands to tens of units. This segment in memory of Chad Perry's computer. For Not Mac News, I'm Chris Siebold. And thanks again, Chris, for that uh, Not Mac News. Absolutely. And Great as job again. our regular listeners know, every single week you can tune into the MyMac.com podcast and listen to another edition of Not Mac News from Chris Siebold. And hey, while you're up on our site, be sure to check out his book, iMovie on the Cheap. It's only five bucks. You can buy it with a credit card. And hey, we're even accepting PayPal now. So get up there and uh, check out MyMac.com backslash ebooks. And pick up a copy, and while you're there, you know, for another five bucks, you can also pick up Buying Used Max from Neil Monks. That's a good book. Really goes into a lot of depth on uh, older Macs and what have you. Um, the biggest problem with that book, if anything, it was written and released just weeks before the Mac Mini came out. And, and that's another topic I kind of wanted to hit on. Did the Mac Mini kill the market for used Macs. I regularly go onto eBay and look at prices and I tell you what, G, older G4s and especially G3s, a lot of them now are going seven days on eBay without mm-hmm. anybody bidding on them. You know, because the starting bid a lot of times is like three ninety nine. Why would you want to buy a three hundred fifty megahertz G three or a even a, a 700 megahertz G4 at 4.99 when you can buy a brand new over a gigahertz mm-hmm. mini. Why would you? And it's brand new. It's going to have a year warranty on it or 90 days or whatever it is. Good point, but that's true of anything. 
You can't you can't really upgrade any, the mini. Any computer, any product, you know, if there's a better one out for cheaper. But that hasn't been true in the Macintosh world for years and years. I mean, up until this point, the entry level Macintosh was probably around twelve ninety nine. And that would have yeah. been a, a, a baby iMac with limited memory, limited expandability. Uh, but it did have a built-in screen. Well, you could have gone for an eMac, but yeah, yeah but why? <laughs> yeah, why? CRT, it's going to take twice as much. Yeah. Of course, with an eMac, um, in the at least in the wintertime where it snows, you could turn down your heat because that little CRT monitor <laughs> will sure warm up that room pretty good, let me tell you. My G4, if I walk into the room where I keep my computer in, it's 20 degrees hotter in there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the problems that I'm running into in really cold weather, if I leave my G5 and G4 on, they're sitting right next to each other on the floor. You know what's right above it other than the desktop? The thermostat. The thermostat. Mm -hmm. So I feel nice and warm and cozy in, in the den where the computers are, but then I go in the other room and I'm like, there's no way it's 79 degrees in here. And of course it's not because those suckers really do push out the heat. There's no question. My G5 right now, uh, here in Michigan, it's been 80 degrees the last couple of days, and it's been the first time it's been that that warm since oh, yeah. last October. Yeah. And uh, my G5's fan is running almost continuously now. It's really starting to bother me. I don't think it should be running that often. But then I look up at my thermo thermostat, and it says it's like 87 degrees in that room. And I'm like, well, that's kind of warm, especially for a computer. Mm -hmm. Um once I get my air conditioning on this in the summer, you know that probably won't be that big of a concern. But uh, I guess that's one way to save energy, though. Just have the the G fire and the G fives just blowing that hot air right at your thermostat, huh? <laughs> Speaking of G four, yeah, my G four took a little dump this weekend. It's kind of a good idea that we were coming over here to Taz, anyways. We already had these plans, but uh, why don't you explain what happened? Uh, well, essentially, what happened is. Uh, Saturday morning I got up and I noticed that uh, 1039 was released so of course I went to download it tried to download it tried to install it and it gave me an error message saying it couldn't install the program so I had to go and uh, run a couple errands with my wife so I just shut the thing down and I thought well I'll come back and take specifically a look at it. The, the error message was there was problems installing the software, software. Okay. that was the error message so I came back uh, after we did our running around I tried to fire it up and basically it froze at the login portion of the uh, setup screen. And that is, uh, you do have multiple users on there and you do yes. have to log into your computer. It's not set to automatically log in. Correct. Which is kind of annoying when I go over to Chad's house and I sit down at his computer and start, Chad, can you come over here and sign into your computer, please? But I, I love that function. I mean, I get to have my own desktop with the things I like on it. My wife gets to have her own desktop with the things she likes on it. I didn't say it was not, not great. I just said oh, it's I annoying know. for me. It's annoying for you, I'm sure. So, of course, um, I tried, like a lot of people... I tried three, I tried to hard reboot three or four times yeah. and see if it get to load up, and it would still freeze at that login screen. Every single time. Never got past it. Nope. So, like uh, a lot of people who know me that own Macs, the first thing you did was pick up the phone and go, Tim, <laughs> something's wrong with my computer. And uh, so I thought I was going to be the Mac daddy. Well, that kind of works both ways, doesn't it? Yeah. And he, he said, hit Command S. <laughs> yes, he did. Hit Command Type S. F S C K space <laughs> F. F. For Force. Hyphen F. Journal Drive. Mm -hmm. So, 
Uh, I actually went over there on Sunday and couldn't help him. I mean, it, it was there was definitely problems with it, and it didn't act like any problem that I've seen before. No, the hard disk, when we actually did the scan of the hard disk, actually everything was intact. Yeah. It was still there. Everything was fine. Um, running FSCK didn't find any problems. Running, uh, when I got it home, uh, I ran permissions. They were fine. Everything was fine on the drive. So it was quite odd. Uh, and like I just said, I actually took his CPU home with me and hooked it up to one of my monitors and keyboard, and I started working on it. I tried everything, including, at first I backed up his entire hard drive to my G5, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I started his up in FireWire target mode, backed up the entire drive, initialized the drive, zeroed out all the data, tried to install the OS 10.3, and same problem. It would come up and it would say there was errors installing this program. Well, that sounds like hardware. So that's that's where we went to. I have well, a non-standard. Yeah, uh, Th this is about the farthest you can get yeah. away from a G4 and still be considered a G4. Yeah. Chad has upgraded the processor from a 400 megahertz to a one gigahertz. Yeah, I got a Sonic Encore. He upgraded. He put a uh, PCI five-port USB 2.0 card in it. Yep. He put. He's got it maxed out in RAM. Mm -hmm. And you've got a Radeon 8500 card in it. Radeon 8500 card, yep. And I also have a Sony DVR-108. Yes, which, of course, this did DVD come with burner. a DV burner. Yep. So he bought an aftermarket DV burner and had to actually run extra software to get that to work within iDVD and iTunes and stuff like that, so it would right. burn a disc. Yep. So this is about the farthest away from uh, a stock G4 that you can get with the possible exception of CADS. <laughs> which is just about identical. <laughs> Except he's got the dual... G4 processor upgrade card, yeah. and he's got the same But I don't have card. the USB 2 card. No, so. he doesn't have the, the PCI USB 2.0 card. Um, but otherwise, you guys have very similar Macs. <coughs> Time to upgrade. <coughs> Time to buy new one. <coughs> Excuse me. Something there in my throat. Um, so I took it home, and uh, I basically had it for a few days now. And uh, I've got it fixed, but... It really took a long time because, oh, and it, it also had an extra hard drive, an internal hard drive in it. Right. Forgot about that part. Yeah, we forgot about the internal and, and he's actually got two extra hard drives in his, <laughs> so he's still got you beat there, Chad. Sorry. <laughs> actually, wasn't one of those for me? Oh. Uh, actually, yeah. I yeah. traded you my hot tub for a That's Firewire right. for external hard. drive. <laughs> <laughs> and we took the, it, it, I know. took the, the eight, we take the drive out of the firewire case and, and now it's just yeah. ATI. What, what uh what how big is that? Eighty gig. Eighty gig. So I traded him an eighty gig hard drive for a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the funny part: I gave Chad free a hundred and what is it? One hundred and twenty. No, no it's a two hundred. No, it's 120. 120 gigabyte gig drive for nothing. <laughs> it was sitting in my basement. <laughs> it was right. the hot tub leaked. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't now. <laughs> um, but uh, it looks like it's memory. It looks like one of his memory chips went bad. Did you? It, go ahead. Obviously, I'm sure you did this, but did you take half of it out? And oh, yeah. it's. I, I went through everything. It, it, did it work without? It's working it? now. I haven't finished upgrading it. But here's the thing, and I narrowed it down to which memory chip that it seemed to be, um, because once I pulled that particular chip out, actually, I was just adding chips instead of taking them out, I was adding them in. And then when I ran into a problem, there, that's the chip. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think that this is the problem, but here, here's what's kind of bugging me now. And by the way, I went back to the stock processor. I pulled out the USB card. Um, Disconnected I, DVR. Yeah, put the put a regular Apple stock um, DV in it. Um, just a reader, it's not a writer. And what else did I, oh, and I pulled out the, the secondary hard drive. So basically I took it back to stock with the only exception being his graphic card. But I'm quite sure that that's not the problem. Mm -hmm. Everything looks like it's running great, but then right before we came over here, I decided that I was going to, he bought, but he never put it in there, I like 05. So I put this in here real quick for him since I'm here. And guess what it said at the end of installing it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But the thing is, I actually ran it. I, I launched GarageBand 2.0 afterwards, and it started and it ran fine. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm not real confident at this point. He may actually have a motherboard problem. I mean, I, I, I've i narrowed it down to it can only be, if it's not the memory at this point, the only thing it could possibly be would be the mother drive or mother, motherboard. motherboard. Um, and I actually replaced the original hard drive in there with another hard drive that I've got from another G4 that's sitting at my house not doing anything. I mean, I literally did, replaced everything. Did you put all the... the New the upgraded processor back in? No, no, not yet. No, I in fact I haven't even put the PCI USB card back in it, so I don't know. No wonder we're talking about the heat. You know, the eighty degree heat we've had these last couple days. I wonder is your is that room air conditioning? You're not running air conditioning. No, right it's now. not more. It's not too hot in that room. Definitely not. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of ventilation for that computer. It's kind of yeah. stuck in a little. Uh, Cubby hole in a desk. It yeah. could use a little bit more ventilation, but I don't think his wife really. She likes the aesthetics of it kind of being hidden away. That, if you're wondering what that noise is, <laughs> that's Tad's dog sloppily drinking, and that's Jesse. And Jesse's done. Uh, we're coming up on 28 minutes, and uh, that means we're getting close to the end of our podcast today. Well, we may carry on this conversation in a separate. Podcast, not necessarily a MyMac.com podcast. Well, it'll be a MyMac.com podcast. It just right. really won't be Mac-related. Right. So, uh, uh, thanks for listening. Oh, hey, no, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's give some more stuff away. Okay. All right. We're going to give away another five. Count them. One, two, three, four. Five road trips. Uh, that is from MacSales.com. That is our sponsor. The first five people I receive an email from with the subject line, Mountain Dew. This because it's sitting right in front of me. and Mountain Dew yeah. in the subject line. Mountain Dew in the subject line. No, we got to make it Mac-related. No, we already said it. We're going to keep it Mountain Dew. Send me an email. Make sure the subject line, not in the body of the message, but in the subject line, Mountain Dew. The first five I get, you get a free road trip iPod courtesy of... MaxSales.com. We could have let Tad do that because he was sitting right there when he said the first time. Oh, you're right. Got to be on the ball there, Tad. Um, I would let everybody know who won the last uh, five, but he emailed it to me. I and of course, my computer stopped. Dead, so yeah, doesn't really do us any good right now to announce the winners. So listen to next Thursday's MyMac.com podcast, and we'll let you know <laughs> all the winners from last week and this week. Um, I'd like to say a special thanks to Tad Sheila for having us over again. I appreciate it. If you guys want to hear some more Tad, Chad, and Tim, I want to name that rhymes too. That's sorry. 
Tad, Chad, and I'm going to be Thad. <laughs> uh, we're going to post a special not Mac-related podcast. In other words, three idiots just yakking it up. Uh, look for that. Most likely, let's say Saturday, we'll post that up online on Saturday, and that would be the 23rd? Yes, it would. 23rd. It would be the 23rd of April. So, this is Tim Robertson for the MyMac.com podcast. And Chad Perry with Dad Jeeler. Those are the worst fake radio voices I've ever heard, and I'm including myself. <laughs> I know. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See ya.